Welcome to the Heart Centered Sales Leader Podcast, your one-stop shop for building client relationships, scaling your business, and ultimately growing your income. When you are looking for your next step in personal and financial growth, we've got you covered. With your host, number one international best-selling author and heart-centered sales expert, Connie Whitman. Welcome to the Heart-Centered Sales Leader Podcast on webtalkradio.net. Of course, I'm your Heart-Centered Sales Leader and host, Connie Whitman, and thanks for joining us today. So as you listen every week, I really, of course, I hope that my guests and I are providing really good content and really good tips and, and strategies that you can implement immediately, right? You all know my rule. Information is great. Application is where the magic happens, and that's where we get results in our life. And that's really what I wish for all of you. So as you join us this week, um, again, I hope that the tips, strategies, and our conversations help. Of course, I have a gift for you to help you on your journey of becoming the amazing salesperson and business owner or career, whatever, wherever you are in your career, to become bigger, better, and just your best self. So go to my website, which is WhitmanAssos.com, and put in WhitmanAssos.com slash CSA for communication style assessment. You know the routine. You've heard it in the other shows. You get your superpower report. Tells you how you show up and how you're seen in the world. And it also gives you your blind spots. And I always find the blind spots to probably be the bigger piece or the better piece of information to help you navigate. So again, that is my gift to you. WhitmanAssos.com slash CSA. Have some fun with it. Uh, So my motivational quote today is by Chris Darrett. And Chris says, when it gets difficult, when it gets difficult, it's often right before you succeed. That was so bad. Let me try that again, everybody. So Chris Darrett says, when it gets difficult is often right before you succeed. My My emphasis was better on that one. So do you feel overwhelmed and feel like you keep making those same darn mistakes over and over again? No one wants to fail, yet sometimes we just can't seem to move forward or get out of our own way. So what is, what's the solution? Of course, I have an amazing guest that we're going to talk about that today. Uh, Jenny is, Jenny Rice is a mindset and accredited executive coach, speaker, podcast host of Winning with Wellness and the president of Your Holistic Earth, a global community um, de- advocating holistic wellness, connection, and professional collaboration. The inclusive community unites health seekers, leading experts in holistic wellness and heart-centered businesses like me, um, a holistic online marketplace and direct directory that connects those who need to help who need help to those that provide help, improving overall wellness and prosperity for all. We support, we guide, and you thrive. So please help me welcome my amazing friends and guests, Jenny, to the show. So Jenny, thanks for being on. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I am really excited about this topic we're going to dig into. It's one of my passions. <laughs> yeah, and it, but it's important, Jenny. And, you know, I just want everybody to notice, right? I know a lot of podcast hosts edit when they do like the tongue-tied that I did. And a lot of my peers are like, you know, you really should edit that out. And I think, no, that's the real me. We all get t- tongue-tied. None of us are perfect. So if I put out a show that sounds perfect all the time, I feel like it's misleading because we don't live perfect lives, right? We get tongue-tied at times or we don't freeze things properly. We fail forward often 
And that's okay. That's part of the, you know, whole human experience of being in business. So yeah, again, my tongue tiedness, that's just an illustration of it's okay not to be perfect. Right, Jenny? Absolutely. And I love that it's authentic. That's one of the things I love about your shows is you show up and why by showing up authentically, whether like you say, you're tongue tied, I do the same thing with my show as well. Ultimately, I'm giving somebody else permission to show up as a real authentic person in their life. Because, (laughs) you know, we can't all be smushed out and grayed out and blurred out. And I mean, I, I'm a, somebody that walks in and shows off my wrinkles and, and, you know, and I don't begrudge people that aren't comfortable doing that because we haven't led the way for people. So I am super jazzed that you're all about making mistakes in real life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because sometimes I do, my, my listeners or people that I meet that listen to the show, they go, we love when you make a flub and you just laugh about it. And you keep going. And I'm like, but isn't like, isn't that life? Like how many times have you tripped, fallen? Everybody stops and looks, you get up and you go, did you see me fall? Yes, everybody just saw you fall. But you laugh about it. I just fell. You announce it to the world. Look at me in all my glory, right? My skirt over my face or whatever it is. So yes, life is a ball of cherries if you make it such. So my first question for you, my friend, is what are the what are some of the biggest roadblocks that you're seeing um, your clients and people that you're working with that they're coming up against, um, maybe even more recently since COVID, but maybe just generally? What are some of those roadblocks? You know, I would say that the biggest one that I see and one that I actually constantly, even though I'm well-versed in it, have to remind myself is choice. (laughs) Forgetting that we actually have choice. And I know that sounds so simple, but when we're caught up in our day-to-day overwhelm and we're working really hard and we're driving the kids here and we're picking up the food there and we're doing all the things, we forget we go into robot mode. You talked about, you know, um, you, when you were introducing about that quote, I loved it because we talk about, you know, we keep doing the things and doing the things and doing the things. It's because it's the easiest thing for our brain. It's what it knows. It's it's a huge machine, but it's super lazy, <laughs> right? It wants to do the path of least resistance. So what happens is we kind of live our lives in robot mode and we forget that we have choice. So if I was going to pinpoint one of the biggest roadblocks, it was it would be that exact thing. I mean, there's obviously internal barriers that we have that are ancestral that we maybe have inherited through schooling, through parents, through uh, exposure. There's also legit external barriers. It could be financial, it could be employment, it could be those kind of things, but it all really leads back to our choice, which I find fascinating. And we forget that we always have choice. And how many times, I want everybody to think for a sec, how many times do you say, well, I didn't have a choice? Like I had to do that, did you? Right, so that's when you hear yourself saying, I don't have a choice. I didn't have a choice. I had to do it. Really pause and think, did you? Now, here's the thing. You know, if your mom is ill and she was rushed to the hospital and you're at work and you had to leave work, you're right. You don't have a choice. Get to the hospital, right? Your your mother or your child or whoever it is needs you. So, yes, maybe that's the truth. Maybe in those cases, that's the truth. But I I hear often, well, I don't have a choice. I hate my job. Okay, look for another job. I I don't have a choice. No one's hiring. I can't do that. So we we stop ourselves by, by, I love how you said that because we're taking the choice away. And here's the funny thing, Jenny, by not making a choice, You've actually made the choice 
to not make the choice in the first place, right? It's It sounds almost counterintuitive, but you are still making a choice. So be mindful of that. Listen to your words when you say that I have no choice. What advice do you typically um, give or have for people that are feeling overwhelmed? Overwhelm is real, my friend, right? You know, the biggest thing that I encourage, so this is something that I practice. I don't always practice, but I try to practice on a regular basis. But I also, with the people that I work with too, we've got to slow down. And many of us, when we're overwhelmed, feel that we need to kick it up to a whole other gear, that we've got to go even faster and harder and faster and harder. The challenge is, is we're kind of in that we've lost our choice mode and we're also in a reactive mode. Mm-hmm. So when you're feeling overwhelmed, I invite you to get quiet. So those of you that are listening, it sounds nuts, but I'm asking you to just stop, stop for even a half an hour and really recalibrate, really listen to what's happening. It's our moment when we get to receive. So some people don't know really what I mean by that. We're talking to ourselves all the time. Some people believe that they get messages from their higher powers, which could be, it could be their intuition, it could be their faith base, or it could just be their own internal conversation. But if we don't slow down long enough to listen, we will never create a pathway of clarity. So we're just, we're, we're, I, I mean, I love to use the term, I feel like I'm in a hamster wheel on Groundhog Day. <laughs> right? The double whammy. <laughs> I, I get off this sucker and I keep doing it and I keep doing it. Yeah. And part of that, it, it actually stems back to that beginning quote that you shared and we're talking about the brain. The brain does. Exactly. It's your neural pathways. I'm not a scientist, so please don't send in, in comments to Connie like she really doesn't know what she's talking about. There's research out there. Trust me, look into it, but I'm not a scientist, full disclosure. But our brain is wired to do the easiest of, you know, the least path of resistance. So if you have trained your choices to be in overwhelm, that's what you'll do because it's your default. That's what we go to. Yeah. So I invite you. It's a long-winded answer, but I invite you to get silent. And even if it's 30 minutes a day, honestly, if you can only find five, those five minutes will put you in a responsive mode versus a reactive mode. And then you're choosing because when we are in that really reactive state, that overwhelmed state, we kind of say yes to everything. Yes. Right? We don't actually pause to detect if it's something we actually have the capacity to do or more importantly, do we want to do it? Yes. We forget, again, choice. Do I actually want to do this project? And if the answer is yes, but you have too much on your plate, then you go to the project director or you go to your team and say, this is where I'm at. This is what I need to work on. And you're trying to pull me over here. Which one's got to give? That's right. But when you're like boom, 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 overwhelm, you legitimately can't even articulate Despite the fact that we talked about showing, you know, you can't articulate what your needs are. And I think that's one of our biggest things we forget. It's okay to have needs and it's okay to express the needs and what you, what is important for you to thrive in your work environment. Never mind your home and your personal life. I mean, all this translates, you guys, all of it. You know, we take all of this with us. These are all tools that translate in all areas of your life. So 
you know, speaking what your needs are is part of the tools yeah. to combat overwhelm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a couple of things I just want to comment on with that is that you have to slow down to actually speed up. Again, counterintuitive for our brain. You got to slow down. What are you kidding me? No, you put it into hyperspeed. It doesn't work that way because then you're not thinking clearly and then you make more mistakes. It takes more steps. It takes more money. It takes more time instead of slowing down and thinking and coming up with possibly a better strategy or a better game plan. It'll end up speeding you up. But so slow down to speed up is something that a lot of coaches have taught me through the years. The other thing I was giggling with where we say yes, 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 yes to everything even if we in our heart go, oh, I don't want to do that. So my the communication style assessment, Jenny, that I started with, my heartfelt advocates out there, and for those of you that have taken my uh, CSA, the heartfelt advocates are the ones that they want to please everybody, that they want to show up for everybody. They're your bestest, bestest friends. They've always got your back. They're heartfelt, right? They live a heartfelt life. The challenge or the blind spot, right? Because we have superpowers and with it comes a blind spot. They say yes. So if someone is like more like me, I'm a stimulating motivator and an innovative organizer. So I'm rah, rah, we could do this. But then my CEO mentality kicks in. Let's get it done. Enough of the playing, right? So if I have a, if I have a heartfelt advocate on my team or in my orbit, who do you think I go to when I need something done quickly? the heartfelt advocate. And I don't, I would never do it on purpose to like take advantage. That's never, that's never my thought process. It's just, oh, Jenny will do it. She, I don't think she's a heartfelt advocate. She'll do, I just think Jenny is awesome. She always says, yeah, she is my go-to person. Let me ask Jenny. And of course, Jenny says, sure. Meanwhile, Jenny's got 90 balls in the air while I only have 10, right? So her overwhelm becomes, and then it becomes destructive and then passive aggressive. And then our relationship breaks down and I don't know why. So all of this happens at this very subconscious level. Um, but it starts with saying yes. So those of you that are the yesers, I'm not saying, ch- you know, you don't change who you are, man. That's a wonderful thing. But be selective. Slow down to speed up. Slow down to think, can I really help this? And I just want to reiterate something Jenny said that was brilliant. You have several projects. Someone else comes to you. I, Jenny, I need you on this project. Or Connie, I need you on this project. You need to bring all the project leaders together. Happy to help all of you guys. Listen, I'm a team player, which is a priority because I cannot deliver all three at the same time. Let them hash. The, the burden is now off you. Let them hash it out and figure out, okay, this really is a priority, et cetera, et cetera. And that, so you're not saying no, you're just asking for a redirect and for clarity, but you give it on them to make the decision. So it removes that pressure from you because usually you're probably not in the position to know which is the priority behind the scenes. So asking for help is a beautiful way to stop with the yeses and really, again, that slow down to speed up mentality. Well said, Jenny. I just I wanted to reiterate and comment on that because Oftentimes we do say yes, and then we dread, like, oh, why did I say yes to that? I really don't want to do that. And then you're miserable for the day or the weekend, anticipating what you didn't want to do in the first place. Oh, we've all been there where we're like, oh, why did I say yes? (laughs) Right? We've all been there. Yeah. Like you say, you build that resentment. And, you know, before we move on to wherever we're supposed to go, wherever this conversation is going to go, I always encourage people 
and and I do practice this myself. When I say yes to something, I'm saying no to something else. That's true. So it's super important to understand what I'm saying no to. Yes. Because generally when I say yes to something and I'm overworked and overwhelmed and overcommitted, I'm saying no to the things that are the most important, which are usually my family, yes. my my quiet time, my downtime, my soul searching time, all of the things that are really that fuel me and why my purpose is what I'm saying no to when I say yes too much because I am the yes girl. Oh my gosh. So I want to leave another little tidbit about when somebody asks you if you can do something, I'm a heck yes all the time because I, I, I love being involved in everything. I want to be a part of it all. But what I've learned now, my response always is, that sounds amazing. I need to check my schedule and I'll get back to you. And I give, you know, like a 24-hour, 48-hour, whatever the time frame is. But it gives me a chance, like you said, to pause, to slow down so I can reflect and make sure it fits and aligns with my purpose and my why. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful tip. Yeah. Say, And you're not saying no. Saying, that sounds awesome. Thank you for thinking of me. Gosh, I'm so honored. Let me look at my schedule. I have I have a couple of projects I'm working on. I'll get back to you, promise, within 24 hours. Put it in your calendar. Send a note to yourself, whatever it is. And you, here's the thing, though. Make sure you respond in the 24 hours because it's not fair. Somebody is, is sharing possibly a great opportunity with you, and then you put them on ignore and they're chasing you. I'll tell you, in my world, see, this is the CEO mentality. You'll never be invited again because I, I don't have time to chase you then. If you say you're going to respond, deliver what you promise, right? Because that makes you reputable as well. And then when the real big opportunities come, you're in the person's radar as well to share those those great opportunities with you. Jen, what are your thoughts on goal planning and do you have tips and advice for that? Because goal planning, super important. Everybody has an opinion on it. What do you, what do you think about it and what are your thoughts? Okay. So I, I'm a huge advocate for creating goals. You know, again, everybody has their own flow and what works for them. Mm -hmm. But how would I give some tips around goal planning? Because I think that's where many of us run into issues and why we become you know, disillusioned with goal mm-hmm. planning. For mm-hmm. one, we want to make sure that it's somewhat tangible. I'm a big believer in the far stretch goal and the thing that makes your stomach turn over and you're like, Ooh, I don't know how I'm going to do this. But the key thing is, is you want it to be something that you're motivated to actually move into action on. So we want to think about most goals create, create um, an environment that you need to build a habit. If that, if that makes sense. Because your goal is going to lead you somewhere. Correct. So you want to look at your habits that you're currently doing in your, in your life and will it lead you to where that, that is. So let's say you want to run a marathon and you want to run a marathon in a month. Are you actually physically doing anything that would lead you to that marathon possibility? If not, you need to start building the habits that are going to build you there. So those would be those bite-sized pieces if that makes sense. Sure. So getting super clear on the outcome and that, you know, you know why you're going to go that way. So a goal really doesn't do anything if you don't have emotional connection to it. So for me, um, I'll use my, my physical wellness as something because it's very important to me and near and dear to my heart. And by no means am I like <laughs> an aerobics goddess or, you know, I, 
well, I used to have a six pack a hundred years ago. I don't anymore. Like I'm a 50 year old woman. <laughs> okay. Like things are, I am, I'm healthy. I am not, you know, but, the, but my health is important to me. And when I was in the process of changing my diet, uh, stop drinking alcohol, getting my physical routine together that I do on a weekly and, and daily basis, originally I always worked out because I was concerned about how it looked, if that made sense. And mm-hmm. not necessarily, there were two things to that actually. It was, you know, am I slim? Because I'm a slim build, I've always been slim, so I've got to kind of hold that together because you get a reputation, which is so interesting as you age and move out of that mentality. And also, too, being somebody that is an advocate of wellness and holistic wellness, do I look healthy? (laughs) Like, am I, you know? So what was interesting is those two things didn't keep me motivated, right? They didn't keep me inspired to work out because they're superficial. Like, I don't really care how I look. I actually don't. I can say that. And again, it might be that 50 mark on my birthday, but I really don't care. It doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is that my heart is strong, that my lungs are strong, that I can move my body. That's what matters to me. And the reason being is one day I might be gifted with grandchildren. I want to be that grandma that's like on this on um the you know in disneyland running from one attraction to the other because the the kids i'm chasing after the kids and life might not allow that because i don't know what life holds for me but if i'm doing everything i possibly can to leave my body there i'm motivated so it's again that long know your why and your emotional why yeah it doesn't keep keep digging deep till you really figure out why you want to why you want to maybe lose the weight or or maybe you want to journal every day it's not about like everybody's journaling so you know i gotta do this gratitude (laughs) practice and and, you know i gotta take it off the box deep down what does journaling gonna do for you what is it releasing what what is it providing you so if you can get really emotionally connected to your goal it makes it easier to to step back in when you fall off the goal wagon sure because i promise you it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when that's true you fall off the goal wagon you're a human being so again that part of that is being kind to yourself as you set goals so when I fall off the wagon, like last night, oh, I was like, hey, babe, can you bring the box of M&Ms from the fridge? <laughs> I was like, he's like, you're going to eat all my M&Ms? I'm like, uh, yeah, it's happening. <laughs> this morning I woke up and I had like a two minute, like, Jenny, why did you eat M&Ms? For one, I don't eat dairy, which they're full of. And two, they're full of sugar. But in the moment, I was like, I got to have those M&Ms. I got to have it. So... Could I beat myself up all day that I ate M&Ms? Absolutely. But reality is, okay, I ate them. It's time to move on, right? I love it. It's true. Step back into the, into the actual, like, okay, now I put fruit out on the counter today because I know because I had chocolate, I'll probably crave chocolate again today. Yes. Like, no, put the fruit out, the stuff that's sweeter and natural and all those kind of things to set myself up to win. So be kind to yourself. It's okay if you fall off your goal wagon, whatever that is. And the one thing that everybody that isn't succeeding in goals, when I ask them why it's not happening, what I've learned, they never put it in their calendar. Oh. 
That's a big one. If you walk away with nothing else today, nothing else around goal setting, you know, it's you need to have your emotional connection to your goal and it has to go into your schedule. You can't achieve it if it's not written in your schedule because there's no time to make the goal happen. I'm going to make you laugh, Jenny. So I have, I just hired a VA and she's wonderful. My little Denise, I love her. She's awesome. Uh, she's going for her master's in clinical psych- psychology and she's working with me. And so we just had such a lovely conversation today. But anyway, she said to me at the end, she goes, I hope you're going to relax this weekend. And it's my son's graduation. So we're having the party and then, you know, uh, all that, you know, the weekend stuff's going on. Yeah. And I said, oh, yeah, this weekend, actually, I have to take some time off. She goes, I look at your schedule and it makes me tired. (laughs) I said, well, I put everything in my schedule, though. So you see everything that's happening in my schedule, you know, from a haircut at night to the nail appointment, because otherwise I'll forget about it. It'll fall through the crack. It won't happen. Same thing with my doctor's appointments. You know, you go for your annual exam. I, before I leave, I say, okay, let's schedule it for 2022. And the same month, you t- I go, Mondays usually. I go, I, I have nothing booked. It's your way. Yeah, you get but, <laughs> but now I can schedule around that doctor's appointment, the mammogram or whatever it is that, you know, you schedule for. So I am really good about scheduling for the following year. And then you schedule around it. So you don't say, oh, I didn't have time. Right. So everything is in my schedule. That's so funny. You said that. Thank God for the Google calendar. I use Google calendar. I, I, one other thing I want to comment on. Yeah. Um, that you said about the goal setting and about, you know, superficiality. Um, I'm turning 60 this year, Jenny, and I want to look young. Yes, I want to feel young and I want to feel healthy. But this face, I want people to go, no, you're not 60. So when you see me, say, Connie, you don't look like you're 60. That's what I want people to say to me. I'm just putting it out in the universe. I'm totally, totally teasing. God. <laughs> Isn't that funny? You were just saying that. I'm like, well, wait a minute now. I do want to look young. Hold on a second there, right? Just little humor, kids. Little humor. All right, let's talk about, we have another. It's important to you. Like, you know, and I think, I think we all get caught up in so much noise that if, seriously, if, if youthful skin is your journey. Yes. Do it. Live in it. Own it. Find emotional connection to it. I mean, I know you're joking right now, but if you like wake up tonight, like, actually, I think I was serious. Step into it and own it. Like, absolutely own it. I mean, it's I, I, you know, I look in the mirror and I'm happy with what I see and I feel good. Yeah. When, when I'm 70, I may be like, ooh, I've got some wrinkles that aren't feeling so, so Jenny-ish right now. I might have a different approach because I'll be a different woman then. That's true. So, yeah. I want to be Jane Fonda. She's pushing 80 and that woman, man, she is. So my husband just laughs because she's had work done. I'm like, man. I'm joking. But yeah, she, you know, she looks amazing. So it's okay to have these iconic, don't listen to Jenny, listen to Connie. I'm the (laughs) the angel on the shoulder. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Choice. Choice. I love it. Well, you know, there's so much controversy right now out there about, are you doing the things? Are you not doing the things? Are you talking this way? Are you not talking this way? Are you supporting? Are you not supporting? Whatever you do, just remember you have choice. You have choice. And it's not, um, it's not, it's not your responsibility to choose for other people. It's your responsibility to choose for you and to stand in that. And I do feel blessed as a coach 
that I live with that lens, that I feel very honored that it's my job to be unbiased in people's yeah, lives. Yeah. yeah right. Really. As a business coach, as an executive coach, I get to be unbiased. So I, I just allow people to be people and I allow them to be them. It's not for me to say if, if they should wear tennis shoes or get a vaccination or not get a vaccination or, you know, wear a mask or not wear a mask. That is not my decision. That's right. That's it's right. not, it's not for me to, as Judge. Humans, yeah, as human beings, especially as coworkers, as leaders, thought leaders, you breathe air people, you're a leader. Okay. You breathe air it's on true. this planet. You are, you're a leader in some capacity. You, you want to really, and I, I take this as my own um, mantle and I'm not always perfect. Okay. I fall off my own, like awesome wagon every once in a while as well, but I try to provide people the space to choose for them, whatever that looks like and honor. I do not walk in those people's shoes. That's right. Right. We don't know I what do people are going through. Shoes. Yeah. So watch your judgment, right? Judge, don't walk in my shoes before you judge me. My mom always says that. And it's really true. Walk in my shoes before you judge me because you don't know what I'm going through. I don't know what you're going through. So let's honor each other's journey and where we are, right? Whatever pains, whatever happiness, whatever joy, wherever we are, honor it. I have one last question. We have maybe another couple of minutes uh, left. Let's talk about procrastination quickly. What can we do about it, especially when it's coming up for us? Because I think procrastination is real. Procrastination is real. And what many of us don't realize, procrastination is actually rooted in emotional feeling around the task. So it's not lack of motivation. We're many of us that are procrastinating aren't being lazy. We're emotionally distraught around the task for whatever hmm. that is. So we're either not connected to it, we are haven't found our purpose into why we're doing it, or actually we don't want to do it. There's usually an emotional connection around it. So when when you find yourself procrastinating so motivation and procrastination are are, are different so we're, we're talking about that procrastination piece figure out what's blocking you so we talked about barriers and roadblocks earlier you know think about is there an internal roadblock like what's stopping me and it could be it could be that it goes against um a family upbringing you know it it could be it could be your religious beliefs are conflicting with the tasks that you're going to do. Interesting. There can be those internal roadblocks. Or maybe you were told as a child you weren't smart and you don't feel capable of doing it. Or you've put effort into something in the past and it wasn't received well. So instead of taking that as an opportunity of growth, you've kind of internally held that is that you're not capable. So, and then looking at what's the external blocks are there is there actually maybe i don't have access to a computer is it difficult for me to get where i'm going like what is pausing and stopping me from moving forward but if we look at it procrastination is rooted in emotion so there's something connected to that task that isn't sitting right did i say yes when i should have said no <laughs> right that overwhelm I, I I think I have a really good example. So my uh, computer, I have a Mac and it's, it's, you're, you know, several years old, like it's eight or nine years old. It's old. 
and it keeps glitching. I have to keep rebooting. I hardwire it because I, I don't want the um, video to glitch when I do the podcast. They're still glitching. So clearly my poor computer is getting tired. My husband, buy a new computer, buy a new computer. And here, and, and I am not a procrastinator. So he kept saying, you know you need this computer to function. Why aren't you buying the computer? And you know what it was, Jenny? I would have had to stop and done research. I hate doing research. So it was debilitating me where I'd be like, yeah, yeah I got to really look at that tomorrow, tomorrow. And then it would come. I'm like, oh, I am so not into reading reviews and I'm not doing it to the research and I don't want to figure out what a terabyte is and like all these other things because it's technology, right? And I'm not technology advanced. So it was labor intensive. And then uh, a friend of mine, he just bought one and I was like, you just bought a Mac and I trust him and he does research. So I right. trust his level of research. I said, what'd you buy? He said, I said, send me, send me the link, send me the information. He did screenshots, sent it to me. So Saturday I ordered the computer. My husband's like, finally. And I said, oh yeah, Michael sent me the information. I trust him. I, when I tell you, did I buy the bet? I, ha- I can't tell you why, what the reviews were. Don't care. Did he do all of that research? You betcha he did. I trust him that he went down the rabbit hole and I went and I bought the computer. But I needed someone to come into my orbit to say, hey, I just bought a computer for me to say, which one, why? Send me the link, right? Is now, is that funny? Three months I have been laboring and putting it off. Crazy. And I need this computer to function. Crazy. I didn't want to do the research. That was the bottom line. And what's interesting, there's that emotional connection to attach to it. Like it does not make you feel empowered when you're doing that task. And what I love though, so you kind of hit on all the points we've talked about. And this is so important for you guys listening in your workspace, in your families, in all that you do, especially in leadership. If you had just reached out and said, hey, anybody buying a Mac? I need a new Mac. (laughs) Can you tell me which one you would buy? Right. Like three months ago, your buddy would have been like, I need one. I'll start the research. (laughs) So I love that, that you, you know, you dug in, but you asked for help. And I think if, you know, there's some echoing themes through our conversation today, the key thing is help comes in all different shapes and sizes. Yes. And doesn't mean that you're debilitated or incapable or you're failing at your job or you're a bad leader or a bad parent or a bad spouse. It means you need some help. It means you need some help. I mean, I, I the other day I was working on a on a Word or an Excel document, and I was going to pull all the data and put it in. And I was like, wait a minute, I'm going to just throw this out to everybody on the team and be like, hey, it's in Google Docs. Can you fill out your portion? That would be great. Guess what? That took me three minutes versus the hour and a half it would have taken to collect, yes. implement, and Make sure, anyway. Isn't that funny? But yes, but here's, this is important, Jenny. That's such an important thing. And I know business owners and people in careers, it's easier for me to do it than to teach someone else. It's easier for me to do it because then I know it's done right. At some point, though, delegation can really, again, slow down to speed up, slow down to teach, delegate. And then what happens is you become an executive, right? You're, you're looked upon because your team, how come your team is so well versed in everything? 
because you allow them, you teach them, you expose them. You all of a sudden now everybody's noticing you versus I'm not going to teach them because then they can do it. Then, then, then I'll lose value in the organization. It's actually the opposite. Um, we're out of time, but oh my gosh, there's you guys, you see the level of complicationness or comp- complexity in this topic, right? Of, of choice and procrastination and, and moving forward and growing and, and purpose and all of these things. These are not simple answers. And Jenny, thank you for, you gave so many wonderful tips and ideas for people to, you know, stop, kind of pause, um, how to communicate if you're unsure can I take this next project on or do I want to do that? Maybe the answer is no. And how to politely, you know, walk away from it by saying, let me check my schedule. Thank you so much for the opportunity or approaching me. Right. It's not. Nope. Can't. Don't have time. You know, just taking that step back. And here's the other thing. You might be so busy doing crap you don't want to do. And then this great opportunity comes your way. That's exactly what you've been looking for. And you say, no, I'm too busy. That's crazy. You maybe need to go back and get rid of the other things you're working on to truly take this opportunity that you've been. It could be an opportunity of a lifetime is what I'm saying. So watch your no's, but watch your yeses as well. Jenny, thank you so much. Uh, just again, we could keep going. I know. So uh, if you need more Jenny, please reach out to her. Go to Jenny at your holistic earth and it's dot C.A. Jenny's in, Ca- in Canada, not U.S., website same thing your holistic earth dot ca and you can find her don't forget your free communication style assessment whitmanassos.com slash csa my gift to you uh jenny thank you so much uh for being on uh, whoa so much great great uh tips in there thank you so much for sharing so freely my pleasure and thank you for creating such a beautiful platform to share it's been an honor to share with you and your guests and thank you for listening Appreciate yeah. yeah i love i love doing i love the podcast i love meeting people like you i love hanging out i love sharing great content and you know yeah for me the shows my two shows are always about just helping people navigate life business career a little easier so they hear show and if they could take one little tip that makes their life, again, business or career easier. Oh, to me, that makes my heart swell. So thank you so much for sharing so freely. Truly, truly honored. Uh, great show. Great show. And you guys, I hope you will join me weekly as we question, build, and discover together that growing, challenging ourselves. Yeah, you know what? It takes work. It takes effort. But it's probably easier than you think. So take some of the tips and strategies. Apply them. You know the rule. Application. That's where the magic happens. And that's where we generate the results. Information is wonderful. Application is even better. Um, you've been listening. Thank you again, Jenny. Thank you all for tuning in. You've been listening to Enlightenment of Change with me, your host, Connie Whitman, on webtalkradio.net. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful week where you open your eyes to what is possible. And I truly am honored to have you um, on this journey of just enlightenment of business and opportunities with me. So thanks again, everybody. I'll see you next week. Take care. You've been listening to the Heart Centered Sales Leader Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to hear Connie Whitman and her expert guests share tips, tools, and strategies that can be implemented immediately. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with your friends. Tune in every week for more exciting insights and strategies on increasing your business's ROI. 
And always remember, lead with heart and your sales will follow. Follow.